Like I feel more fear and anxiety putting content out now than I did in the beginning of my career um, because the social media just wasn't huge. Okay, thank you for listening to Vail Media's Now You Know podcast. We're just trying to put good local content out there. And today I think we have someone checks the box of local inspiration and has an inspiring story. She's a photographer. You've probably seen her work or maybe even she photographed your wedding or the wedding of a, of a loved one or maybe she did some family photos for you. Um, and so slash businesswoman, uh, happy mother and wife. Um, Cassie Finga, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Um, so Cassie, I, before we go any further, um, so you, your, your company is Soda Pop. Soda Pop Photography or? Yep, Soda Pop Photography. Soda Pop Photography. Um, I, I, I met you, we had uh, through, well, I knew your work for a while because my wife uh, was just, she was always like, I want this lady to take our family pictures. I want this <laughs> lady. So and then um, someone gave it, she said it so much, someone gave it to us for a Christmas gift and the pictures are hanging in our home currently. Love it. So thank you for that. Uh, and the gift was so good that we gave the gift to my parents. And then we actually just, before we get into the story, we were supposed to do a photo session up near Donut Falls. Uh, for all our listeners, if you know where that's at, that's just up Big Cottonwood Canyon. And uh, and you've been, this is just a quick story. This is a personal story. You've been taking pictures there for? For forever. Yeah, what? for a few years. I've done Tons and tons of sessions up there. It's a beautiful spot, a big cottonwood. Yeah. And so I knew it was a great location, easy access for a big group of people with little ones. And then. And then <laughs> this happened. We're setting up. And uh, and this isn't even deep into the woods. Like the main road is right there. Our family, my family, meaning my mom and my dad and every, and everyone, our, our wives and kids, we're all setting up for the picture. You're getting us ready. And someone mentions there's like hey, there's a moose, and we turn around, and there's this big mama moose coming down right off the road, just crosses the street casually like it's just going to Starbucks. <laughs> and uh, With her baby. Yeah, and then we see a baby, and they're probably like 70, 70 yards away. Yeah. And we're probably the worst people because I don't feel like any of us knew like wilderness survival or if we're in danger and someone's like, oh, we should go, we should go. And then out of nowhere... The moose just charges. It's charging us. Straight, and like, like straight at us. Because we, the kind of the setup, we're in a big open field. Yeah. And the main canyon road is just, you know, maybe less than 100 yards from us. And then, so we're in a big open field, like a yeah. target. Yeah. Like that's, and, a, and there was like charged us. 15 other people. I mean, I'm, that might be exaggerated, but there were several other groups taking pictures also. It's a popular place to take pictures. And of all those parties, it the, was charging. Yeah, <laughs> it charged the the chubby Polly family. Because <laughs> I guess like, we looked the most delicious. I guess I blame the pink shirt. <laughs> yeah, that was my pink shirt. I, I note to self: don't wear a pink shirt in the wilderness, as that attracts moose. Apparently, so then it attacked us, and or we it charged us. We luckily yeah. we all ran away. Um, but it was pretty dramatic. I think my sister went to the emergency room because yeah. she's almost going to have a baby. And it was just kind of like, a, it's funny now. <laughs> yeah, it, time, it was crazy. Yeah, That like, was definitely a first for me. <laughs> I, I've now seen it all. 
<laughs> and it was just everyone's true self kind of comes out in like a weird emergency like that. You had the one who was like taking charge and people just, it was just a weird, it happened so quick yeah. and then we just kind of left. <laughs> we're like, we're out of here. We are done. So that, that, that <laughs> I haven't been back since. Yeah, that session will continue later on and maybe we'll post those pictures. <laughs> I have a uh, few from that day that I yeah, have to. That's right. <laughs> before the chaos. Yeah. So, so uh, if you have any tips on how to handle wild moose, mooses, <laughs> meese, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, <laughs> find, find, find Cassie. Now, now I should plug Cassie right now before we, we dive into your story. Uh, Soda Pop Photography. Instagram is the best way to get a hold. Uh, you mean get a hold of you or Instagram seems to be like a really hot spot for people or email. My all my contact info's on the Instagram, and so. Um, but my handle is a little bit different on Instagram. It's Cass Finga Photos, and so that's the, the Instagram handle. Sweet. But that's yeah. I get a ton of inquiries through Instagram, which yeah. is crazy. Well, I, I highly recommend and am uh, pers- I have personal experience and, and like I said, our photos are are uh, giants hanging up in our house. I wish I wasn't as giant in the photo, <laughs> no. but uh, but that's not your fault. That's mine. <laughs> no, that was yeah, great session. Well, let's 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 jump into um, into your story now. Are you, are you from Utah? I am. I was born and raised in Kearns, Utah. Kearns, so you're K-Town, a Kearns Cougar. Cougar. Right on. So you grew up. You grew up in Kearns. Um, tell us about your childhood. What what kind of kid were you when you were growing up? Um, I come from a family. I have three sisters. There's three of us and um, three girls. But I was to sum it up. I'm pretty much the boy my parents never had. So. <laughs> Yeah, always a tomboy, active sports, sports athlete. Right on. So, when you when you were a kid, were you did you know at the time that you uh, wanted to go into art slash maybe even business, or uh, did that never cross your mind? So photography was always a big thing with me. Um, when I was younger. I actually speed skated for the junior U.S. team. And so I traveled the world a ton with the U.S. team and always had a camera with me. And then, but back then, (laughs) I feel like I was so old, but it was film. And so we would go develop it and I would actually go to the dark room, you know, hang them up, the whole process through things. And so I started out with film photography when I was maybe 15 and stuff and then kind of went through that through high school and just always shot mine was more architecture from travels and stuff but it's crazy to see how things have you know grown over the years and turned digital and yeah yeah so so um so you're doing sports and photography at the same time yeah and then um did you ever think that you'd make a career out of it or was it just at that point you mean focusing on sports and this is just a hobby? I, my dream job was always to be a photojournalist for Time Magazine. Like that was always like what I wanted to do. You know, dream job, but um, never did I think I would be doing portraiture, you know, and families and what I'm doing today. And so it's, you know, kind of shifted things. And I still try to throw in, you know, stories here and there, 
you know, events that are happening. You know, not all of my work is happy. You know, I, I do shoot a lot of um, somber, really intimate, sad moments and uh, like hard times that people go through. And so, um, you know, I try to get other people's stories out there that it's you know, struggles and things that others go through. What, what was it about photography initially when you were uh, a teenager? That, uh, was it just kind of proof? Was that like the social media back then? Like, hey, I've been to cool places? or that, that was it. It was like my documentation and my journaling of everything that I was going through at that time. You know, I was gone from my family a lot of the times in different countries. Um, we lived in the Netherlands for six months. And so I spent a lot of time away from my family. And all I had was photos to come back to, you know, or I'd send them home and, and write back to my parents and, Wow, when when did uh how did you get into speed skating? So when the when Salt Lake got the Olympic bid, right? Um, they had the oval open, and so my little sister and I just went up to go skate around. And the junior U.S. coach was there at the time, and he's like, "Hey, have you ever tried speed skating?" I'm like, "No," and he's like, "Well, come up tomorrow and try it with your mom." <laughs> so we uh-huh. went up, and then I ended up just loving it, and then started competing and made the team and traveling it in your in your team yeah so that was in my teens and then the team when they closed the oval down to move to make it indoor for the games the team moved to wisconsin and i i didn't go it was my junior year in high school and i chose not to go and so that was really hard and um, i walked away from something and didn't leave and move and then i started playing volleyball my senior year And then I got a scholarship to UVU and started playing. So I played for one year there. And then the... Volleyball. Yeah, I played volleyball for one one year. Off of one year in uh, high school, you played just your senior year? So I never even played in high school. I played just club that year. And then I got an offer at UVU. And so I went down there. And then the Olympic Committee called. And they said, hey, we just... um, They made women's bobsled an Olympic sport. And so, do you want a bobsled? <laughs> we know you know how to run on ice. And I'm like, like, cool runnings? <laughs> Wait, so this is real. So you, did, did you join the bobsled team? So I left my scholarship at UVU. My coach was so mad and joined the bobsled team. <laughs> wow, I had no idea about this. So you join the bobsled team, and are you traveling again now? As traveling again on World school? Cup. <laughs> So I told, called my parents. I'm like, hey, well, I wasn't going to do the bobsled because we've all seen Cool Runnings. Yeah. You know, we know how that, that ends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we don't mix on ice. But they're like, no, we know you know how to run on ice. You know, we'll send you to Austria for a month for bob school. So I'm like, okay, see ya. <laughs> so I just got up and took off to Austria. And so this was in the end of 99 going into 2000. And so then I just started traveling on the World Cup circuit and training and then missed the Olympic team for the 2002 games here at home. So that was tough, but just kind of, you know. Well, so you were gone. You weren't here in 2002. Well, I didn't make the the Olympic team to compete here, but I was here. We came back and stuff and cheered on our team. Wow. Yeah. so. So you were traveling from your teens to your early, you know, 18, 19, 20 years. Yeah, to my early 20s. Okay. Yeah, so I was traveling. That's a, that's like an experience that I feel like most 99% of teenagers probably don't have is traveling and seeing that much of the world, especially not 
traveling, but then traveling traveling competitive competitively yeah. in a sport. Um, has that? Do you feel like you've pick, taken away anything from that? That's maybe uh, benefited you. You mean after that because you got to travel and um, or or not? Definitely, it has opened my eyes to so many things, and I think being exposed to so much when I was younger, um, I just have a different understanding of cultures. Like, I feel very cultured from the experience I've gone through from Germany to, you know, all over the world we've traveled, and then we would live up in Canada, you know, at time, for the summers and train up there because they had the indoor ice house. Um, and so, and I grew up fast being on my yeah, own, you know. And so I, you know, my coach and my team was my family. And so I was gone a lot, but definitely so much fun and an experience that I don't regret, like getting up and leaving my scholarship and school. Like, I don't regret those things, you know. Wow. Such an experience. And I think it helps with my documenting of things because I think it's so important to have those memories and... Is that is that the biggest lesson you think you take away from from your travels early on? Yeah, is documenting things because I look back now and there's a lot of things that I I mean right now is such a time that I mean documenting things is at our fingertips. Right. But I've seen things where it said the most photographed generation will have no memories because nobody prints. And so oh, my biggest thing that I've taken away from it was I print my stuff. I print everything. I have thousands and thousands of photos and books and just, you know, those kind of memories to have because what's a flash drive going to do for us? You're not going to hang your flash drive, you right. know, on the wall. So I love that you printed your photos. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. I've never probably because I fall under that generation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could all probably look at our cell phones and we probably have three, four thousand photos in there, but how many have you actually printed? Yeah, zero. Yeah. That's that's uh, interesting food for thought. Yeah, so there's a ton of companies at your fingertips that you can, you know, like chat books is yeah. one of my favorites. Um, you can just hurry and click, 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 upload your photos, and they send you books every month. Wow. Um, so I think that was probably the biggest thing was just documenting and having those things for my kids. We look back now and you know, I can show my kids all these experiences that I had, you know, and it's so neat to be able to do that. How old were you when all the traveling kind of officially ended? So traveling probably ended when I was 23. 23? Yeah. And then you ended up going to the University of Utah, right? That's then, where you finished yeah. your schooling? And then I met my husband, and, and then I worked, oh, sorry, and then I worked at um, SkyWest Airlines. Mm -hmm. I was the HR manager over there, like nice. a recruiter. And then um, Cisco Foods. So I was over there as a human resource manager and recruiter nice. for a few years. And then met my husband, and we moved to Florida. Right. Well, because uh, for those of you who know, you would al already know this, but you moved to Florida because your husband's job, right? He, yes, his job was out there. Yep, he ended up... Uh, well, Ray Fingo is, is is your husband, and uh, he was uh, has the coolest job to a lot of young boys, right? He gets to Pretty play. Pretty cool job. <laughs> he gets to play for was it Miami? The, yep, the Miami right? Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. So, 
And you guys were out there for how long? Five years. So Five. we were there from 09 to 14. Right on. Yeah. And um, and this is kind of maybe where your journey kind of starts as as a photographer slash slash businesswoman. Business, yeah. How did uh, how did how did that come about initially? So we were in, in Florida and we had our kids, and I just wanted to document you know them as well. And I had my old film camera, but it just wasn't cutting it. And so I bought a better digital, the new digital cameras, and just to document them and have those photos. And um, then friends out there were like, hey, you want to take pictures of my kids? And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing as far as like family photos, you know. And so I think for the first few years I was paid in food and <laughs> and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so at, at this point, um, you, you mentioned all your experience is just kind of stuff you picked up while you were traveling the world as a young girl and growing up into your adulthood. It's, there's no formal training that you've received um, up to this point, right? Right. And then um, what uh, was there any, how did you, well, talk about how, how, it, how it started to grow then. So the, the first wave seems to be people saying, hey, you know what I mean, here's some coffee and, and restaurants, <laughs> you know what I mean, let's wine and diner and, and consider, consider that payment. Yeah. Um, when was the first time that you took payment? uh for for a photo session so the first time was um it was a family in florida and they had seen you know just people posting work and stuff and um just i had like i had done pictures for my cousins out there and yeah. they were friends with my cousin's wife and they're like hey do you want to take our family photos and that was the first time i charged someone and it was the most nerve-wracking thing because it's like legit <laughs> and I think I charged him like 75 bucks <laughs> you know I was like was there oh. was there a method to the 75 dollars or was that just a throw a dart it was just number? like pick a number like it didn't seem too high didn't seem too low right. you know like if they sucked they weren't out you too much money right, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like, it's like oh we only paid 75 bucks for these so um and that family is actually the family that so they had been together for maybe 11, 12 years, mm -hmm. and they had three kids already. And then four years after I had met them, they called and said, hey, we're finally getting married. We want you to go to Greece with us. And so I did a big, or did their wedding in Greece with them. Was that, uh, when, when, so the first, that's four years from between the time that you took their first pictures, first pictures. to their wedding in yeah. Greece. Um, how validating was that for you as a creator? It was, well, they had, um, every year I was doing their pictures and then they even had me come to Florida to do their pictures. So when I got the call to, you know, they were going to Greece, I was like, I'm there. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I'm wondering what kind of, did, did you have any, um, doubt or fear kind of at the beginning part of where you're where you're starting and you're kind of you know I mean maybe at that time where you're, you're like okay I'm going to start charging um, what kind of fear did did you have to deal with or anxieties um, and then how did you muscle through that 
So I feel definitely because this was around 2011 that all this is going on. Okay. And this is like barely when Instagram and all that's kind of happening. Uh-huh. And so I, to be honest, I don't feel the pressures of things then that I do now. Like I feel more fear and anxiety putting content out now than I did in the beginning of my career. Um, because the social media just wasn't huge. So it wasn't, you didn't have so much, so many people critiquing your work uh-huh. or, you know, everyone's opinions. Um, and so I didn't, I mean, it's always fearful to put your work out there and to charge somebody for a product, you know, that you're like, oh, is this going to suck? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, are they going to hate it? Are they going to talk crap about it? But, um, you know, I just, and I look back now and I think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have, I kind of jumped like really quick into this whole business thing and I you know I like the name of the company my oldest son his name is Toa and my niece they they couldn't say she couldn't say his name she called him Soda okay and so his nickname was Soda Pop and so that's where Soda Pop came from and then it kind of established everything and then by the time I felt like I was legit I couldn't change my name because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, everybody kind of already knows it by that. And so soda pop is always stuck. And so, but literally it was on a whim and it came up within like, I took pictures of people. And then like two days later, I'm like, soda pop. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it happened really quickly and I didn't really think too much about it, but um, definitely the fears and stuff are bigger now than back then. Do you think that benefited you kind of just jumping into it head on? You know, because I feel like um, maybe there's someone out there who's listening who who would feel maybe, you know, what I mean, like, well, let me make sure all my, you know, I mean, uh, ducks are in a row. Let me make sure that, you know, I mean, everything's accounted for. Um, and then uh, sometimes you kind of get one might get handicapped, right, by right. just planning too much. Exactly. Um, would you recommend to to someone else who's maybe thinking about starting a business, especially some where you're kind of on your own, just to jump in and and go go crazy or go full force, just go big or go home? Yeah, <laughs> like I feel I see so many people coming out, you know, like different photographers, and they're like, I've been wanting to do this for so long, and I just never did. I'm like, just go for it, you know. If you feel like you want to do something. Like, who cares what anyone else thinks? Like, you just go for it and run with it. You know, hit the ground running and figure it out as you go along. And, I mean, there's times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I probably should have, like, waited or learned how to do this first before. But, you know. Have you have you had anyone, uh, have you had anyone critique your work that um, maybe was harder to take than um, instead of letting it roll off your back? So there's um, other photographers who have had like retreats and different courses that you can take with them. And part of that is them critiquing your work and which I love, like I can take constructive criticism um, as far as helping me grow and learn what I'm doing wrong. But I think if someone's just totally being a jerk and just like, oh, they suck. There's always those crab in a bucket mentality with certain people, but, um, you know, who always have something to say about other people who are trying to do good or 
yeah. or do something for themselves. But you just have to let that roll off your back and just push forward and you know do what you do. Um, we, we we've talked. I remember when when we were shooting our uh, session for my little family, my wife and my kids, and uh, and I, you were kind of giving me a little bit of the background. And you said, you know, I mean, that there were times where you I mean you you didn't have the answer. You just looked it up on YouTube and and just uh, and just found it. And I think people don't take advantage of kind of the resources that we have. You know, I mean, at our fingertips, and um, and I think that's really you know, I mean speaks to the entrepreneurial spirit in you. And just hey, I'll just figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I think um, when when you think about grit and just kind of figuring things out on the way. Um, how critical is that for you in, in how you've grown your company up to where it is today? I'm still trying to figure things out. Like, I, there's times about where I will look up things still on YouTube or Google on how to do certain things or things with my camera and my equipment. Um, you know, people are like, where'd you go to photography school? I'm like, Google University, <laughs> you know, YouTube, YouTube degree. But I think it's important to use those resources and people have reached out to me, other photographers, for help. I'm like, I'm willing to share with you whatever I know. You know, I don't mind doing that at all because everyone started somewhere. Yeah. And I had a lot of help with, um, you know, a few photographers who really stepped up and were like, if you have any questions, you call me. And there's still a good friend of mine that I still call and be like, what am I doing? Like, you know, or I'll send her this. Like, how do the tones look? Or what do I need to fix? Like, what am I doing wrong? And even 10 years later, I'm still trying to figure out and keep up with the game of photography and the ever-changing yeah. styles, you know, And but still trying to stick with my style and still stay classic and not dated with things. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy game. <laughs> no, you're like um, when you uh, when you think about uh, photography and, and how it's progressed, you mean, to, to where it is today, um, are you, well, how, how does one, this is a better question. How does one develop their own style, right? So if I'm, if I'm a photographer and I, and I'm, you mean, aspiring to be someone like you who can, you mean, run my own business, uh, what's the best, what's your advice to someone to, who wants to develop their own style and maybe set themselves apart? Um, from everyone else. From everyone else. The biggest thing I feel is to shoot for yourself. Plan a shoot, style a shoot of the things that you love, and you'll everything will just kind of progress into your style. Like, oh, I love shooting this. Like my, I feel like my strengths are families. You know, I feel I'm more of a family photographer, and um, and there's other people who are like I specialize in just weddings and like children, and I feel it's very important to just style like what you want to shoot because then things flow a lot more natural when you're shooting and you know your work will just kind of develop into like oh this is totally your style like there's photographers I know like we'll look at each other's work and they know exactly who shot that photo it's like oh this is Cassie's work or this is so-and-so's work and I think that's important to have that style so people know too like my style might not be for everybody which I'm totally okay with and the photography world is very saturated here in Utah because sure. Utah, we're such a do-it-yourself state. 
you know, and people are like, well, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> I'll just get a camera and do it myself, which is great. And I love that because there's so much work for everybody. Yeah. I'm not worried about, oh, people are taking work for me or whatever. For instance, like senior sessions this year, yeah. I was so busy with seniors. Like, I think it was every day I had seniors, seniors, seniors. And I think I shot 45 seniors is all. I mean, and I'm like, that's like one math class in high school. And there's <laughs> thousands of seniors around the state, you know. So there's plenty of work for people. I'm not, we can't do it all. Yeah. So it's it's great and I'm helpful and I cheer on my other photographer friends because it's so fun and you do. It's such a, such a great career to have and you meet so many awesome people like you guys. And Well, thanks. Did, did you know um, that you wanted it to be a business? Like in the, when you first charged your friends who ended up taking you degrees, did you know that this was going to develop into a business that would actually take a lot of time, attention, and energy from you? Or at the time were you thinking, hey, this will just give me a couple bucks to, you know. That I, like you said on the latter, I thought it was just going to be like, oh, this is nice, you know, a little bit of my extra money, my own thing when my husband's at work and you know, a little bit of time away, but never did I realize like what it was going to grow into once we moved back from Florida. Um, and so it just kind of took on its own form and I just went with it and tried to keep up ahead of it, <laughs> you know, yeah. to be prepared for what was coming. And, um, but never did I ever think it was going to be where, where it's at today. What's your advice on um, how to use social media in terms of spreading the word. Um, I remember my wife told me, like, uh, I think, uh, I'm not sure if it was one of your first giveaways or something. There's a some type of giveaway, and she was just, like, going crazy. Like, <laughs> we'll make an Instagram account. We got, you know what I mean? She was just trying to, and I was, and you know what I mean? This was, you mean, a, a while back, but I realized then, you know what I mean? There's, um, you know, social media gets a lot of flack, and you mean some of it might be, uh, for good reason, but um, it could also be a tool, and I think you've done a really good job at least connecting with, um, you mean, the family community, especially within the Polynesian community. Um, what's your advice for maybe an aspiring photographer in how to market themselves on social media? So the biggest thing I think is to put your content out there, like post, 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 and my what I like to do is tell people stories like with their photos so people can connect with my work and kind of be like, oh yeah, these, you know, it's not just a curated perfect picture. There's stories behind people and everyone has their own issues and, and struggles that they're going through and, you know, but we document the good, you know, with the bad and I think just pushing your content is the biggest thing and I could do a better job at that. But, you know, mom first. And I've, you know, mom to three busy boys. So, um, but that's definitely a goal is to work more on on pushing that side of things. What about um, someone, what, what if someone says, um, let, again, going back to, we kind of talked a little bit about the same thing before. But, um, like, like for me, I, I can't even relate to this, but, but uh, someone who's like, I, I don't want, you know what I mean, like, um, I'm afraid of what people are going to think of, of what I post. What's your response to, to them then? 
like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who cares? Get off my page then. <laughs> Stop being a troll. <laughs> well, I think uh, maybe maybe that's your 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 tough skin. That that's totally my with. personality, though. So I seriously, I'm just like, I don't even care. <laughs> you know, just you just can't care mm-hmm. because the social media world will eat you up. And I've been lucky to not have too many haters like message me or post things on my work. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, well, you're on my page. This is my stuff. And it's not offensive to, you know, I make sure that my work's not, you know, too offensive. <laughs> right on. Um, what about your support system? You know what I mean? So you, I know, so you have, you mentioned you have three boys and your husband. Um, what, what, what does your support system look like? I mean, when you have to go up to Idaho or so, I don't know. Yeah, get up and leave. Yeah. <laughs> how, how important is, is having a, a strong support system? So important. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do this without, you know, our families and my husband and just because there's a lot of times where weather and you're trying to be flexible with things and you're juggling, you know, babysitters around. And luckily my boys are old enough now that I can leave them for a little while. Yeah. But yeah, family definitely stepped up where I'm like, I have a shoe. Could I just drop the kids off real fast, you know, for like two hours and then I'll be home. But you know, I think it's important to have that and to have, you know, your artistic support group as well. And so people that you're comfortable with, shooting with, talking to with about, you know, your work and the community that's going on around photography, because there is, there's a whole community of it and it can be very catty. (laughs) I try to, you know, steer clear from that and it is a, it can be a dog eat dog world with some of them and it's kind (laughs) of... But I've developed a nice little group of of friends and photographers who are really trustworthy and just kind of have the same mentality as I do. Like, you know, there's plenty of work for people. Like, we don't need to bash others, and you know, you're not going to be any better if you're if you're putting other people down and trying to drag businesses down. So yeah, how have you developed as as a person? So when you started, what year did you start? Taking pictures? 2011. And then I kind of took a break because I had my twins. And so I took about a year off. And so I really started pushing this probably 2012, 13. So 2012 to 13, you fast forward uh, several years to where we're here, 2020. How have uh, have you developed as a professional, you know what I mean, uh, photographer? I feel very confident in knowing what I can deliver to my clients. You know, I feel, I know my worth. And I mean, that was a hard thing to overcome for a while is like putting a price tag on yourself. You're like, well, how can I, how can you do that? And so I feel that I reached that spot where I know what I'm worth and I know that I can deliver something that's worthy of that. Because I mean, that's probably the biggest thing that you worry about is, you know, under delivering to clients and like, yeah like well that sucked (laughs) you know that's one thing I never want to happen and so I feel like I try to always over deliver um but I'm comfortable in that space now and I feel that I've created the energy to attract the clients that I I love and I want you know and I've developed friendships and I feel that that's 
one of the biggest things is having making it an experience and becoming like friends with my clients yeah you know and making them like easygoing and and just just like a fun time and not like well that was that was painful right. <laughs> you know, I, I never want that to happen so <laughs> what uh what about the what's the best advice uh that you've received since you've started your business journey the best advice, something that always sticks out to me, is another photographer mentor told me, if they don't want to pay what you know you're worth, that's not the client that you want. Wow. And so that was like the biggest thing because I, I would see I would see clients go to someone else or I would feel, I would take things very personal. And they're like, you can't take it personal. <laughs> like, you cannot take this personal. But it is because you're like, this is my artistic view on things. And maybe they just totally hated. And I, you have to understand you're not for everybody, you know, and you can't take it personal. And, I mean, there's people that I totally love who've used, like, five different photographers, which is great. It's like I've gone to four or five different friends and have them done my pictures. And so I think that in the beginning, mine was just, I felt, like, very personal. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, it just made me feel bad. Like, did you hate it? And then I'd overthink things. Uh -huh. um, but now I just know that, too. It's like, yeah, I guess don't take it personal. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> the best advice. So. When, what about um, when you when you think about everything and how, you know, I mean, your journey, uh, what, what, what was the hardest part um, about it as a whole, collectively? Uh, what was your lowest point in kind of trying to develop uh, this brand, uh, Soda Pop Photography? The hardest thing, and I know friends who've gone through this too, is it's and it's really big, is the comparison game. I mean, you can sit on social media and you're going through and you're looking at things and you're like, these guys are amazing, like, and they've been doing this for four minutes, <laughs> you know, and you're just, the comparison game will kill you and it's, you know, just like the quote, the, what is that, the thief of joy, you know, the comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And it's true, like you can sit there and you just have to stick to what you know and just keep pushing. I mean, yeah, you do work at this and you have to just keep pushing your brand and your style and sticking with it and being consistent. I think that's really important is to stay. But the getting over the comparison game, there's every... Now and then I'll go down that rabbit hole and then just be like, oh my gosh, I'll just throw my camera away. You know, <laughs> feel bad for yourself. But then you just pull yourself together. Pull it together and move on. Yeah, yeah it's like, okay, stop. Go go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is kind of more maybe uh, maybe a skill set question, but like I think about, like to me, and, and tell me if this is accurate, but I feel like in business uh, and doing a photo shoot, especially outside, there's a there's there are some parallels like, for instance, running into a moose. You <laughs> moose don't, charging you? Yeah, don't know. And uh, I had no no idea that a moose was that big. I keep saying a moose because I'm not sure if I'm supposed yeah, to say mooses. Yeah, have you pluralized yeah. moose? <laughs> but there were two of these big, huge animals. But um, but but there's that, and then you mean like uh, there's handling maybe a a wedding that was supposed to be outside, but then it's raining. Um, and kind of dealing with with all of that, and, and I feel like man, there's a, there is a lot of parallels. Um, but how do you how do how do you deal with that now versus um, when you you mean 
first started. First started. <laughs> That's one thing you have to be prepared for. Because I've had that happen where, you know, the shoot was outside, it moved indoors, and I was not prepared with lighting or flash or any of that. I didn't have any of that equipment. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing in here. And so I think being prepared is the biggest thing because you can guarantee I went and studied, you know, indoor photography <laughs> <laughs> after that incident. Um, and there's always weather or people, you know, you have to be flexible with what times can work for people. Because, I mean, there are certain times of the day I, I love to shoot, but they're like, well, only noon works, you know, right when the sun's right on top of your face. So <laughs> you just have to be flexible and know how to work in those different environments and make it comfortable for your clients and, and, and communicate to your clients. Like, okay, I know noon's the only time for you, but it's going to be 102 degrees at noon, so I don't want you to Who's be miserable. Yeah. yeah, so you have to communicate those things because people don't know. You know, people don't understand, like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. You know, it's, it's an everyday thing to me, but weather, wind, you know, people will book sessions and, like, wind is going to be 25 miles an hour this yeah. weekend. They're like, that's okay. I'm like, no, I promise you, you won't you won't be happy. <laughs> and then that takes away from the experience that you're trying to create this environment for them to be the, their best selves and be relaxed and, you know, to be candid and with you. Because if it's a bad environment, you know, you're, you're going to be reshooting that session. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to work smarter, not yeah. harder. <laughs> well, I think that, like... Um to today, I think that's how business needs to be ran. You know what I mean? Where in the information age, everyone has access to to. You know I mean, if you wanted to look it up on Google, how to do it yourself, you you could do some DIY project. But I think that's the value that hiring someone like you you know, provides, right? It, it's um, where I might just take my you know what I mean camera and go out <laughs> at noon, and you know what I mean my wife has makeup. You know what I mean dripping down her, her face. face. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so. <laughs> Um, I, I think it's, it, you, that being a practice in your business is, is super important because that's, that's the value saying, look, 25 miles an hour of wind or whatever, that doesn't sound like a big deal to you, but it's gonna, miserable. Yeah. <laughs> your wife will hate me. Promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe the final question would be, well, before I get into the final question, what uh what what kind of parting words would you have to aspiring photographers or even solopreneurs, right? People that just want to start a business on their own. What uh, words of wisdom do you have to share with them as someone who's been in business for ten years now? Just go for it. That's one thing. You know, there's so many people that hold back with their, you know, brilliance and their ideas, and that they could be a service to so many people. And I feel that social media does hinder a lot of those thoughts. You know, people second guess themselves a lot. But my biggest thing is just go for it and who cares what anyone else says. And you'll figure it out along the way and, you know, and build it into something that is great for for your niche. And yeah, I think that's important to just who cares what people think, right? Who cares? <laughs> That that's a common theme. I think through everyone that we've uh, interviewed, that that seems to be uh, one of the common threads through all of the interviews. Is that I mean, whatever doubt there is, just move it to the side, and uh, and it can be with you while you move forward, as long as you're moving forward. Yeah, perfect. Perfectly um, said. What about um, I, I've been into I've been into gratitude recently because um, 
at least a lot of the books that I'm reading and, and I follow like a lot of um, business things and you know, kind of self-development type things. And it seems like gratitude is kind of making its way back into that kind of uh, the, the circuit in terms of content. And, um, and I, I think it's funny because that's one of the things that you learn when you're a little kid. You know what I mean? And now adults are doing studies behind <laughs> gratitude. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but uh, now that it's being picked apart and kind of scientized, I guess, um, it's been back on my mind. So when you consider your whole journey, uh, what are you most grateful for? The journey itself. I'm definitely grateful for you know, the people that have trusted me to capture some of their most sacred, intimate moments that they've had and, you know, their families of their kids growing up and, and just being with them and spending time with my clients. And I feel that that's, you know, there's so much gratefulness that I have. And so every year that's kind of ties into, you know, my gratitude is how I can give back since, I can't do like a big client appreciation, you know, day, like rent out Calabunga Bay or anything. <laughs> but um, so every year, the end of the year, I give away a photo session to a family and they get photos for a year. And so they they get gifted four sessions, one for each season. And so that's my big way of, you know, trying to give back and um, yeah. Have you ever, sorry, this is a random question. Have you ever, because um, I imagine when you're when you're shooting a session with, um, and I guess you don't have to go, you know what I mean, in detail with this if you don't want to, but has there been a time where you, you also have been emotional with whatever is, is uh, you mean, you're shooting? Yes. <laughs> and that's why I'm always, when people will contact me, I'm like, well, I'm probably the worst person to call for this because I'm a, the biggest crybaby but yeah I I've shot um, a lot of funerals and you can see me in there crying with them I mean you know I've been with parents as they're saying goodbye to their children before you know they depart the earth and I'm in there crying with them and hugging them and holding their hands and you know and you're spending those moments with them and I mean I can't help but I'm a, I'm a big crybaby. I'm super emotional. I mean, I cried when your sister was running from the moose. I felt so bad for her. Well, no, well, so two thoughts. The first one on the moose, um, <laughs> that was a that was just a crazy experience that I hope doesn't happen to anybody else. But when everyone started running, and this is going off topic, but we're here anyway, so. Um, everyone's running. My dad grabs my daughter. Now my daughter's a she's a she's a big girl. She's only three, but she weighs about the size of a five year old. And uh, and so my dad's running, but he's in flip flops and there's mud and he slips. He slips. And uh, and I have my youngest daughter. She's like six months old, and so I'm uh, I'm running. And so he slips with my oldest daughter, and so my pregnant sister, like thirty one weeks pregnant at the time, yeah. just in one motion, just out of instinct, picked up her, and like, my daughter's crying, but she's covering her mouth, because we don't know, she, her logic was, we don't know if the, that's going to tick off the moose, if yeah. it hears crying, crying and stuff. but that just goes to show that we're not wilderness people. Did you <laughs> did you Google how to deal with moose after? We All of us Google, in my family thread, we had a bunch of, like, Google, or like, YouTube videos of what to do 
when uh, when you uh, encounter a moose and all of us were absolutely wrong on everything. <laughs> everything. And like, you know, my brother-in-law, like he he's he just barely got his first gun and he was like, "I would have shot it." And then we found out that his gun wouldn't have done anything. anything. <laughs> we're like, like throwing we're a really glad you didn't throwing a Nerf gun. ball. We, we would have died. <laughs> <laughs> I know I cried when your poor sister I'm just I'm very emotional person and I wear my heart on my sleeve and so yeah I do cry with a lot of my families I cry at daddy daughter dances I cry <laughs> it's like I cry at everything so. I think that's cool though like do do people generally receive you you mean like positively or are they like hey that lady's crying <laughs> yeah because I'll, I'll just hide behind my camera and I'm still working you know and I'll pull myself together but yeah I'll, there's times it's like I've I've broken down with families and stuff and just been there with them. And, you know, it's like, how could you not? Yeah. I think that speaks to, to who you are and, and the heart that you put into your work. Um, again, I, I personally have had you take our family pictures and, uh, while, uh, I'm not the most photogenic that's that you did a pretty dang good job. <laughs> <laughs> for for our family photos um and so i i recommend you i want to plug you one more time um soda pop photography on instagram and in, in the bio there's other ways to reach out to you via yep. email um again uh 10 years plus of experience you do everything right weddings senior pictures families, families children events you name it, I can take pictures. <laughs> right on. Well, Cassie, we, we appreciate you coming on our show um, and sharing your story. I, I know that uh, somewhere out there, there's a, there's an aspiring entrepreneur or photographer that'll glean uh, the wisdom that you shared today. So, Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you.